Let's face it, running a construction company can be chaotic. As business owners, we wear a lot of hats and we're constantly putting out fires. Luckily, there's a way to work simpler with Builder Trend. I'm a huge advocate for using technology to help run AFT, and Builder Trend is one of the most crucial tools I rely on to keep me on top of every detail. Built just for home builders and remodelers, this is an easy to use platform that helps manage all aspects of my business. My team's been using Builder Trend's project management platform for the last five years. And we love that they're always improving and adding new features to make our lives easier. This is something that we've really tried to take on internally to find ways to improve our system every day. Build a Trend just released a full set of financial services, added new tools like Takeoff to make estimates more accurate, and launched a total rebrand with a new mission to help change the future of construction. And we are on board. To learn more about how Build a Trend can help calm the chaos in your construction business, Visit buildatrend.com backslash AFT. When you schedule a demo, you'll receive an exclusive 60-day money-back guarantee only available to my podcast listeners. I'm following Build a Trend into the future in construction. Come on board with us. We are super excited to announce that we have our fourth Contractor Coalition Summit happening in Austin, Texas this fall. Come out and visit with us on September 14th, Thursday. Conference will end on Sunday, September 17th. We're going to have an amazing collection of builders all throughout the country. Uh, some amazing vendors will be there in support. We're also going to have a session on construction instruction with Mark LaLiberté, which is going to be part of the summit. Just amazing content, networking, uh, ways that all of us can enhance our brand, our product, and especially our organization, looking down to the very core of who we are as builders and how we're operating to make sure that we're operating at the highest level. The camaraderie and the knowledge shared between all the builders and the teachers that come to instruct are super valuable. So make sure you sign up for the Contractor Coalition Summit. Again, whether you're a new company just starting out in your first couple of weeks of business or you're a seasoned company, there's going to be plenty of information and it's super valuable to attend. So we'll see you in Austin. One thing we talk about all day long, you've heard us say this is be the builder of choice. How do you do that? Well, you have to be great. You have to be great every day. You have to have great people. You have to do things the right way. You have to build quality homes. You have to run a quality job. You have to have the scheduling that lays itself out to where a vendor can come in and make money on your job. So welcome today to Construction Podcast. Uh, very excited today to have Ryan Lipchick on. Welcome, Ryan. Hey, Brad. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's we, we go back a little bit, uh, a few years now, more than a few years. And so uh, I'm grateful to have you on, Ryan. When did we meet? Probably, um, I would bet you eight or nine years ago, you were just fresh into your company and before you were Brad Lovett, you were, uh, <laughs> you were just getting rolling, man. So it's been an honor to, to see the progression in your company and be, uh, have the friendship that we do, Brad. Yeah, I'm pretty fortunate. So Ryan is the uh, VP of sales, uh, for CBUSA, which I know we'll dive into and, um, newly acquired. Well, not newly. I mean, it's been a little while now from build a trend, but, um, but I think to give a little context of, of our relationship, you know, I always speak about mentors and, you know, one of my good mentors here in town is Rod Collum, who, you know, that's kind of our connection. You know, you've known Rod for much, you know, for a very long time, Ryan. And, you know, fortunately, I was, you know, invited to the CBSA program. We met and connected and uh, the rest is history, as they say. Yeah, I met uh, Rod Collum probably 15 years ago, 16 years ago, somewhere in there. Very impressed with what he's accomplished in the in the Phoenix Scottsdale market as a, you know, industry leading uh, custom builder that did things differently than than most builders, and it was a great relationship. And uh, through that relationship, 
as is the case with CBUSA all over the place, one relationship leads to another one. And uh, we were blessed that, that that one led to meeting you and several other great builders in the market there. So we're, uh, we're fortunate to, to be around great people and that's what we do. So maybe let's, let's talk about CBUSA a little bit. Cause those listeners are probably like, what is CBUSA? Um, you know, and, and, and maybe speak about how you even came into this market. I know CBUSA has had a footprint back East for quite some time and you've, uh, the expansion has been pretty impressive the last couple of years. Yeah. 2004, um, started the company. Bill Smithers was the founder, uh, in the Washington DC, Northern Virginia area. And what happened was they t- took builders that had already been working together for seven or eight years, 20 good sized custom builders in the DC, Northern Virginia market that, we're doing it on spreadsheets and realize they had the foresight to say, you know, if we band together and meet once in a while and talk about who we buy from and what we buy materials wise, can we get better pricing? Can we get more efficiency in our business? Can we, you know, can we do all these things? And they found that yes, the everything good came from great builders banding together. It was very simple. And then those guys had such success with it that through their builder 20 clubs through NAHB, all around the United States, all the guys in their groups, Cleveland and, and Austin and, and, you know, all, all over the United States, Raleigh started saying, Hey, what are y'all doing in Northern Virginia? I want to do it in my market. Teach me how to do it. So Bill stepped away from his building company um, and rolled it out and said, Hey, let's, let's teach other builders how to have the success that we've had in Northern Virginia. So in 2004, CBUSA was born and took off like wildfire. Obviously, you know, 08, 9, 10, there was some, uh, you know, hiccups along the way as, as everybody had. But current state now, we're in 35 markets around the country. The new, the new numbers just came out, Brad, uh, June 1st, which talks about 2022 numbers. So currently, CBUSA does close to 15,000 homes a year, aggregately among 760 of the best builders in the United States in 35 markets. We do $10 billion in annual revenue, which puts us as the fifth largest residential builder in the country. So we've had quite a lot of growth over, over the last uh, close to 20 years. And uh, it all starts with, with getting great builders together that have forward thinking views that say, hey, you know what? We're stronger together. High tide raises all ships. We band them together with great local vendors, suppliers, distribution, manufacturers that all come down through that distribution. You put all things together and it's a win-win-win for everybody. And we've been very blessed over the last 20 years to assemble an industry-leading network in the building industry. Well, it's interesting how you bring this up because I think there's a couple parts of this. One is uh, better pricing. I think all of us are looking for you know group purchase. And as you mentioned, collectively, I mean, one of the challenges of construction is uh, without naming some of the big national builders. And, and essentially, that's who you're competing with. And so these big national um builders and the boards they have in relationships with vendors, uh, they can, they can, uh, make sure that they're positioned to have supply chain. They can make sure that they're positioned for good pricing for their homes because of the bulk purchase. What's hard as a custom builder, you look at my team, for example, I mean, we're doing 10 to 20 projects a year. And so, you know, yeah, some of them are pretty neat projects, but on, on a big scale for some of these vendors, it's not a huge footprint. Whereas if you put together, as you mentioned, 750 builders will now, you put together over what is it you mentioned? You said uh, yeah. ten billion purchasing power. Yeah. That changes it. That changes your ability not only to negotiate pricing, yeah. 
But I think a big thing that most people don't realize with CBSA is the access to product too. You know, we we dealt with COVID, and I'm sure you could speak on this, Ryan, that we saw pricing fluctuations. And I know you and your team worked hard to really, you know, lock pricing for us, which was a huge advantage. Right. Yeah, well, I mean, that's that's spot on, Brad. I mean, since, you know, I've been in a business 26 years. It's all I've ever done right out of college. Uh, big national builder background. Been with CBUSA for 17 years now. Um and it changes, you know, it's interesting what builders go through. It is a very, very difficult industry to build homes. And it changes what's most difficult about it over the cyclicality of our industry. Sometimes the hardest thing is to get um, product. Sometimes the hardest thing is to get good quality labor. Um, COVID, like you just mentioned, um, people that have been in, in the industry a lot longer than I have, and never seen anything like the supply chain issues that arose with COVID. So how do you navigate that in your building company? And we talk to builders all day long across the country about you know, that. And how do you how do you you know how do you corral your your material purchasing to the point where you're running very efficiently? And no matter what happens in the industry, are interest rates high? Is labor hard to get? You know, all these different things that we wake up in the morning as builders challenged about, we we try to help you with, and we say, okay, if we assemble this great network. How do we teach builders how to take advantage of this network? It comes through local distribution, great local distribution, great suppliers that count on us. We count on them. You know, we're the biggest builder, one of the biggest builders in every market that we're in. So it starts with that, Brad. It starts with 35 markets around the country, anywhere from, you know, 15 to 40 builders in each of our markets. We're together in that local market. They're one of the top five builders. So now all of a sudden you have instant credibility. You, you, you swing a bigger stick. You're able to put yourself in a different bucket, a different tier. So when there's only so many widgets being made, who gets them? And that's all about allocation. Allocation is a word that nobody even knew what it meant or figured it would never hit us. But allocation came into effect the last couple of years because there's only so much stuff being made. So how do we position ourselves as a, as a local building company to get the best pricing, be able to have the best labor? access to products, the best products. And that's where you're really winning because a price by itself doesn't do anybody any good. You know, we talk to builders all the time and they're like, well, yeah, but I, I love quality. I need service. Heck yeah, we all do. So that's a given. But can we streamline what we buy, who we buy it from to put ourselves in the best position every day to make it easy on our companies to, to do business? And that's really what we do. And, you know, looking over the headlights, I guess, as a building company, I'm, over the last couple of years, you've had to do that more than ever. You know, you start a house and you're like, okay, well, I can't get windows for 18 weeks. <laughs> well, what do you mean I can't get them for 18 weeks. I'm used to getting them in three or four weeks all the time. Appliances, garage doors, all the different challenges that we've had. And a two by four that used to cost, you know, $4 now costs $20. A piece of OSB that, that cost, you know, 12 bucks. Now it's a hundred. It's like, how to wrap your hands all around this. And it's just about being efficient, being consistent with your approach. It's interesting, the allocation, uh, being at the builder show this last year was interesting with the market changing. And we kind of know that, you know, nationally for remodelers, custom builders, I mean, the market's been pretty steady still, despite interest rates, production builders has taken, um, a little bit more of a hit, you know, depending on, on where you're at in the market, uh, which is understandable based on, you know, pricing and entry point. But what's interesting, when I was there networking at the Builder Show, all these vendors and suppliers were saying that some of these big national builders 
They weren't worried about price increases. They weren't worried about holding prices. They're worried about allocation. They're worried about access to product moving forward. And I thought that was really interesting because you bring this up, Ryan, with the allocation aspect is that, you know, this goes back. I remember in high school, um, you know, I ran cross country and track and I remember my coach would always say, it's not what you know, it's who you know. And he, he his take wasn't um, from like a, like a who you know basis is more like building relationships, right? As you build relationships, there's value. And like CBOSA, Ryan, from your aspect, I mean, you and your team, you're meeting with executives. It's one thing for some of us builders to maybe have a couple contacts from the supplier industry, maybe people we've met at different shows or um, opportunities, speaking engagements, whatever it may be. But for the most part, most of us don't have access to all these different vendors and it's allocation, it's, it's, it's product. Yeah. And so this, we've been speaking of the value of that relationship is that there are commitments that have product and have priority, you know, when you need certain, you know, building materials. Yeah. When you're, you know, when you are the top, five, you know, fifth biggest builder in the United States that comes with a lot of cool stuff. And the, the, <laughs> the, the, the relationships that we have with all of our top manufacturers around the country, the, the Kohlers, the Andersons, the, the, you know, the DuPonts, the, the, the warehousers, the James Hardy's, you know, the list goes on and on, but we know all their top people. We have great relationships. We're one of their biggest customers in the United States, if not their biggest customer. So that gives us an advantage to where any of our builders need anything or have any issues. You know, we don't solve all problems for everybody, you know, but we put ourselves in a really good position where something that used to take 15 or five weeks, and then it goes up to 15 weeks. You know, we, we curbed that all through COVID because of those relationships. And so maybe our, our, our ability to get products went up a little bit but not like everybody else in the United States. And that's what it's all about, positioning our network of builders to have a position of strength over everybody else that's not in the biggest construction purchasing group in the country. And we've been blessed to have great builders, and that's where it all starts. It all starts with great forward-thinking builders that do things the right way. And one thing we talk about all day long, you've heard us say this, is you know, be the builder of choice. And how do you do that? Well, you have to be great. You have to be great every day. You have to have great people. You have to do things the right way. You have to build quality homes. You have to run a quality job. You have to have the, the scheduling that lays itself out to where a vendor can come in and make money on your job. And he, he wants to work for you because he's got a lot of options now. He, she, that vendor, they have a million people that they could go work for and not enough time to do it. That's the labor crunch that we're all in. So how do you survive that uh, that labor crunch and not only survive, but thrive? Well, you be the builder of choice. And that comes from having a great operation. And if you don't, those suppliers, those vendors are going to go work on other builders jobs that are organized, that are efficient. And, you know, two and a half years ago, Brad, you're, uh, we got uh, acquired by Builder Trends and, you know, they're out of Omaha, Nebraska. You're a Builder Trend user. You've, you're, you're a spokesman for Builder Trend. You're a big believer in it. And, uh, you know, that's what a builder trend is all about. Construction management software that uh, that gives the builder the ability to be the most efficient builder in the market, be the builder of choice, run their construction operation as efficiently as possible. And we were blessed to be acquired by that company uh, two and a half years ago. And now we're the purchasing arm. We have, we're CBUSA, a builder trend company, and uh, we're very proud of our parent organization. Yeah, and I want to dive into that because I think there's a lot of value build a trend that we'll we'll table that for a second. But what's interesting is you mentioned the vetting aspect and you know recruiting some of the best builders. 
which which is a little bit of a daunting task. I mean, to have 760 builders and to vet those. What's interesting, Ryan, is my experience with the group, especially being you know at Power 30, which we could talk about and kind of benefit of what what that conference is each year. But in all these markets, I talk to builders and they're like, "Yeah, the best builders in our market are in CBUSA." Um, what do you yeah. credit to the ability to vet or you know bring people in? you know, builders into the group. I mean, how have you done that successfully, which is really hard to do on a national level over the past 15 years? So uh, that's a great question. So I'll tell you this, I'm VP of sales and a lot of VP of sales think, think one way they think, well, anybody that's got money, let's go. I want to sign you up. Let's, let's go. CBUSA is a little bit different. We, we can't take anybody and everybody. We know the key to our success is getting the best builders in the United States as a part of our group, which leads to vetting builders. There's 20,000 builders in the country. We have 760 of them. We could have a lot more than that, but people that want to join our network, a lot of times are not the type of builders that we're looking for. We're looking for longevity as a building company. You can't just start up a building company because you don't have the track record yet where where you can see an established history of paying on time. That's huge. A lot of builders do not pay on time. That's a fact. We all know it um, where, you know, they're in a situation where they're using their suppliers as a, as the bank in some cases where that's not how you be the builder of choice. So we know that we have to get the best and they have to be at building X amount of homes a year, whether it's a few customs a year or at very high dollars or, you know, 10 to 20 custom homes a year at, at phenomenal dollars like you or builders that are doing 50 to a hundred at a, at a little bit lesser price or a hundred to 250 homes. That's about where we thrive. You, you start getting over 300 homes and you know, we have a couple builders that do that, but, but they, they have a robust purchasing department. We're really in play for the builders that have a smaller purchasing department doing under a few hundred homes a year. Um, and that's where we, we come in. But vetting is a huge thing. If we start letting builders in that aren't going to respect our confidentiality, that's a huge thing too, Brad, as you know. When we're dealing with all these manufacturers, they're rolling out great programs, value packages, model home discounts, rebates, pricing, um, marketing, all different types of things where we partner with these manufacturers. We partner with suppliers. And they, they, they are rolling out great programs for our builders. But they're not for everybody else. So we need we need builders to maintain confidentiality, maintain integrity at all times, pay their bills on time. And that's what really what we're looking for. So we've spent a lot of time. Referrals are important. When a guy like Rod Cullum or Chad Magleby in Utah or, you know, uh, 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 the Homes by Dickerson guys in Raleigh or, you know, all of our great builders around the country. When they tell us, hey, this builder is a quality builder, that goes a long way. So referrals are a huge, huge part of our business and how we've grown a lot over the years. I, I do love that aspect, the referral side. And the reason I say that is because uh, I know Rod specifically and Mag will be the same. Um, some of these builders, um, it just goes back to like a mentality thing, the mentality of abundance as, as opposed to scarcity where they and, – and I just know this and speaking with Rod here locally is that they're – he views that, you know, there's, there's a lot of work. There's a lot of opportunity for a lot of people. He can't service every client in town. He wants to make sure that there's a lot of good builders that he's networking with and, and, you know, that are going to perform. And, you know, as, as contractors, as we become more savvy and understand technology and understand scheduling, you know, the, the design relationship with our vendors, uh, 
it, it creates efficiencies in the marketplace. The problem with construction is there's like, it's one of the like most least efficient industries. I, I swear we're like a dinosaur industry still to this day. Uh, how slow we are with technology yeah. and integration yeah. and um, yeah. penalization, whatever it may be. Yeah. And so yeah. by doing that, you know, that network is is huge. And, and I can imagine for you on the betting side, when, as you mentioned, people that pay on time, um, you know, there is yeah. a certain revenue and quantity aspect, but the confidentiality, the referrals are huge. Yeah. Um, as you look at just the power of networking, um, how has that grown the brand, right? How have you seen that, especially now? It's like exponential growth, especially lately. I mean, it's everything. The, the, the builders that say they love CBUSA and love working together are, are, you know, that's what spreads the word for us. And, you know, if you look back through our industry, you brought up a couple of things there. I mean, one is historically builders have been what we call the lone wolf mentality. You know, they've been doing it for five years, 10 years, 20 years, three generations, whatever it is. And they do it one way and they lock themselves in their office and they say, Hey, it's me against the world. It's, and that, you know, in, in every industry, I guess, but in building more so than most, we're very lone wolf mentality. So now the new generation of builders is really more forward thinking, realizing that high tide raises all ships and networking is very important. And if I can rub elbows with other great builders in my market, everybody's going to get better. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to exchange things about labor, about, about the way we build, about certain municipalities that require certain things. I mean, the networking is people, we always say people come to the CBUSA for, for savings and rebates and profitability and, and all that, but, but really they latch on to, and that all comes and that's all great, but they latch on to the networking because what we end up with is the best builders in every market. We have opportunities for those markets to, intermingle with other markets through things like power 30 conference which 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 we may touch on but that's that's really what gets builders when we survey our builders they always say hey you know what we're making a lot of money from cbusa and we love it but but the networking is the thing that surprised us the most where builders are genuinely wanting to help each other get better because like you said if you have a great group of builders and and that group succeeds then you succeed. It's not you against them. There's plenty to go around for everybody. And uh, we've noticed that over the years, that that's very important aspect of, of what we do. And even if you're not in a CBUSA market, go find other builders in your market. That's a takeaway from this, that go, go pair up with two or three or four other builders. Go to breakfast once a week, once a month, once a whatever. Talk about what you're buying, what you're paying, what you're challenges are what your successes are you know iron sharpens iron and builders that do that again even if it's not cbusa or if you're out not in the market or not interested in a purchasing group go do that and i guarantee you'll find instant results that'll make you a better a better company it, it's interesting right you say that because i've seen in my career just the benefit of that and you know i i look at it this way you know fortunately i'm part of a builder 20 you mentioned that earlier and i've spoke about that on the podcast before so builder 20 has been huge for my business just really getting into the nitty gritty details and like bettering everything we're doing each and every day. CBUSA, right? Uh, these, yeah. you know, Power 30, which we'll dive into. This is a conference and, and my local CBUSA chapters. So these are builders that um, yeah. very esteemed here in town that provide a ton of value, right? Yeah. They're not going to share financials like my Builder 20 does, but there's yeah. going to be other benefit. And then the Builder Show and then, you know, yeah. something you attended, the Contractors Coalition Summit. So yeah. there's these different avenues where we can build our business and then social media in itself. Social media is an opportunity to meet 
just in general, if you don't, if you're not partnering in these groups, you can network with other builders around the country. Right. And it's kind of revolutionized this. You personally, Ryan, I think you have a very unique ability uh, to build relationships with people, to network. Um, I, I know sales is a huge part, but there's an authenticity to you because uh, I've known you for a long time, which is really rare. And that's why people gravitate to you. What do you attribute just your background in sales and communication, networking, you know, nuggets there that are make you successful at what you do, especially being the VP of sales that all of us could apply in our own business, no matter if we're design, architecture, or builders. Well, I appreciate that. Um, that's, that's, um, that, that, that's kind. And yeah, you know, you and I have known each other a long time and I consider you a great friend and, 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 and mentor in a lot of ways. I think we mentor each other and, and, you know, we learn a lot from everybody that we're around. And the one thing I personally worked on over the years is, uh, you know, 26 years in building and that's really, that's really what I know, but I come from a sales background um, with a national builder and, you know, I think the key to key is listening. I think listening is something that I work on all the time. We work on at CBUSA. If you listen and really understand, seek to understand when you listen, don't just listen to think about the next thing you're going to say or the next thing you're going to sell or the next thing you're going to do or whatever. Listen with the intent of understanding what their pain points are and understanding how what you have is going to help them succeed in their business and in their life. And I think when you do that, you put yourself in a position to really, to really do it. But there's, there's books, there's classes. That's not easy. You could say, yeah, I'm going to listen. I'm going to be a listener. I'll be a great listener, but that's, it's, it's an acquired skill when I'm, I'm still trying to try to try to acquire it and master it. But when I do that, I see that everything kind of falls into place and you understand where they're coming from. You understand the pain points of, of whether you're selling a home to somebody and you're trying to figure out what home is best for them or do they want to do, the, do they want to build with AFT or do they want to join CBUSA? You know, you got to dive into their soul and figure out are you, you know, what's what makes you tick, what keeps you up at night. And when you find what's some what's keeping somebody up at night, then you put yourself in a position to the solve and help them help them sleep better, help them run their business better, help them do all those things. So that's that's a big takeaway for me over my career that with the intent to help and understand before you seek to solve too quick. And once you do that, put yourself in a position to solve the right things, help that customer and and move forward. And and I think if I can add on to that, what's interesting, Ryan, just having known you, um I, I will say the reason I say that you're really good at what you do is because you, I know your network is immense. I mean, you're, you you travel a lot. You're dealing with builders. I mean, just alone, we mentioned just those in the network are 760, but you're vetting builders all over the country. Not only do you listen, but I think a huge part of that is remembering. And what I mean by that is uh, I'm always surprised when I'm around you because we're only together, what, a couple of times a year probably yeah. in person. And you remember details of me personally or my business or family or whatever. And I think that that's something that's really hard. A lot of us, um, you know, we may listen, you know, we may learn that skill, um, but the ability to recall information, remember, and make it personal, right? About personal life and kids and, you know, business and employees. Uh, I, I think that's a game changer. I think in any sales processes, you can remember that aspect and recall it. Now it shows, yeah. okay, well, Ryan cares, you know, there's something a lot deeper and it just kind of builds that foundation, you know, in any relationship. Well, yeah, we, we text a lot, you and I, too. We don't see <laughs> each other all that often, but uh, we're, we're, we're always out in the horn texting each other. You know, one thing that I see in you 
And then the greatest people that I'm around is the passion, the passion for life, the passion to listen, understand, solve, have a great product that, you know, you believe in. And then you have a passion for life. You know, you're up at four o'clock every day playing basketball and, you know, what you didn't play high school basketball. We got to go back to that. You said you played <laughs> track and cross country. You didn't play basketball in high school. No, I, I guess for what it's worth. So my, uh, I was 16 my senior year. So I turned 17 when I was a senior. So I was uh, super immature, super tiny, especially as, as a boy, right in high school. So I started kindergarten, I was four. So I was a little young. Um, so cross country and track, you know, I was okay. good at that, but, um, right. I, I was a, a late bloomer. We'll call it, you know, it was really yeah. later, you know, football yeah. and basketball yeah. started playing a lot when I was well, older. And so just well, a late bloomer. I'm sure your listenership would, uh, at some point appreciate some videos of you dunking <laughs> basketballs and dropping threes and winning city championships like you guys just did at the highest level last month. But, um, you know, I, that's, that's, it's all, it's all good stuff. And I, I'm glad that the conversation turned to this because sometimes these things turn to, you know, it's, it's a lot about this and that next thing you know, it's over, but uh, diving into what makes people take and what makes people succeed, I think can help anybody listening to this and, you know, the passion to, to, to live, the passion to succeed is something that I've learned a lot from you. And you wake up every day wanting to help people, wanting to run a great company, wanting to do right by everybody that you come across. And, you know, I think we both try to do that to the best of our ability. And it's, it's, it's working. There's no shortcut to it. Um, that's, that's, that's the truth. This episode is brought to you by Pella Windows. When it comes to building homes at AFT, almost every project has Pella Windows. And they've been just an incredible partner of ours. And locally, Sammy and Adam, they are not only amazing business partners behind us, but they are super close friends. And I speak on the podcast all the time about the importance of relationships, right? Relationships with our customers, with our vendors, with our suppliers. Because at the end of the day, I'm only as good as those that help our brand and assist us in our projects to, to take it from the ground up all the way to completion. And if we didn't have partners such as Pella, there's no way we'd be who we are today. Over the years, we've built this amazing relationship. When we call them or email them, they respond. They're quick. They're, their company culture, their integrity, their honesty, you know, they are always there to do what's right for us and the customer. They can do anything from small replacement projects to large custom homes and even multi-million dollar commercial projects. And also, when you think about their product line, they can do ultra contemporary, historical preservation, and large traditional projects. So for anyone, any scale, any size, they're the ones to call. They're here local. You know, they have an amazing Instagram. Make sure and give them a follow to see what they're doing. So if you need windows and doors, give Sammy and Adam a call. We stand behind Pella. We love what they do, their culture, their brand, and especially their quality. And if you want to learn more about Pella Windows, check our show notes. We'll have everything tagged there so you can give them a follow and have their contact information to reach out. Man, I wish there was a shortcut, Ryan. I think about that every day. It's just, it's, it's, and, and the funny thing about construction is such a tough business. You know, I, I think in addition to networking, there's an appreciation, right? Like I have an appreciation for what you do and the battles you fight for us and our team, Ryan. And I've seen that, um, you know, just a plug for like our interior designers and our architects. I mean, it's funny the how, how challenging this business is on so many levels, on so many layers, even for our suppliers. And, you know, there's something to be said about just a little bit of uh, encouragement, empowerment. Um, I, I think a lot of us just, you know, we go through the motions, but uh, it's pretty rare. You know, I've had some good mentors in my life that, you know, will take the time just to thank you. And it's not like we have to be this like trophy generation. Um, but I think there is something to be said about gratitude, right. And, and just showing that for the, for the things that people are doing. And, 
you know, it's a cutthroat business, just any business in general, but, but construction specifically. So I guess, you know, what it leads to like, what, you know, we talk about profitability, we could talk about numbers, you know, but, but why do builders get paid good money to do what they do? Because it's very hard. Once in a while, you'll see a homeowner that tries to go build a home themselves or try to figure something out. There's so many facets to our business that, you know, we've both been in it a long time and we're both still learning every day. But all, all the different challenges that, that rise up and, and, you know, to take care of a home, especially the size homes you're building. I mean, it is a multifaceted business where you need to be on top of it. You need to have a great team. You need to have everybody working in sync. And to your point, if you don't have technology working for you, it's very difficult to do that. And you said it earlier, the construction industry is archaic. I mean, there is still fax machines in our business. <laughs> there is. You go, to, you, go, you go to certain lumber companies around the country. I mean, they are a faxing thing. There's Excel spreadsheets. Like, you know, I saw a really cool thing. I probably shared this with you one time. There's a and I should find it and send it to you. You could pop it out. But there's there's a there's a thing where a helicopter comes and drops off a thousand parts for a BMW and it drops it off piece by piece in the middle of a field, like a mud pit. And it's so ridiculous that you're that some that all these workers would go build a BMW out in the rain, out in the snow, out in the, the elements, because it's just absurd. It's built in a factory and then it's delivered. Well, in our industry, we don't have that luxury. We're building in 120 degrees. We're building in minus 10 degrees. We're building in the rain, the snow. You have materials. You have theft. You have a million things. You have, you know, you have 30,000 pieces of parts going into a house. You have, you know, 600 people on average coming into a house to build it. Like orchestrating all of that is unbelievably difficult. And I think most people probably that aren't in the industry don't really understand how hard it is to, to orchestrate all that to get it done, which we could lead that in several ways, but offsite building, offsite technology, the way that homes are being built in Europe and starting to sweep across the country, there's a lot of offsite construction going on where, where that BMW is that's built in the factory. A lot of houses are starting to be built more and more in the factory and less and less outside, even homes like your building, the components, we're going to see things. I was just talking at, actually, I was talking at your coalition in uh, uh, which we, we, which we should talk about, which was an awesome event. Very, very cool. But one of the things that, you know, we were saying there was that in the next 10 years, we're going to see more change in our industry technology wise than we've seen in the last 200 years. And, there's a reason for that because we're archaic and we need to change with the times and we're a little bit behind as a, as a, as a, as an industry because it's tough because it's different than most industries. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. What's interesting is, and this goes back to the power 30 that we should touch on what, what that event is and, and how you put that together. But yeah. it was my first power 30 I attended. You invited me because you guys were actually in Scottsdale. So it was the first one I went to and it's in my backyard. And I remember sitting in there and, uh, as much as, you know, we've tried to be at the forefront of technology and innovation and, you know, we're fortunate to do Mark LaLiberté's house, you know, Net Zero House and some some pretty neat projects in town. Um, I remember thinking that, hey, some of these complex projects we're building, well, this isn't going to work in panelization. And I remember you guys had a speaker and he said, look, you could build a castle essentially is what he was instructing that it doesn't matter if the house is 25,000 square feet or 1,000, how complicated it, it can be built and planned and and you know, shipped out 
because as yeah. you mentioned, the analogy he gave, he's all, do you have someone just ship a bunch of parts for your television and build it in your mm. front yard and then yeah. bring it in the house? You know, there's so much uh, that instead yeah. of, you know, three months of framing and you know, right. 20, 20 dumpsters, he's like, you could have one five gallon bucket and everything's delivered and you're up in, you know, a week. And it kind of changed my under, you know, I don't want to say understand now. It's like, okay, well now we need manufacturers and you know, the back end side here in the States, like they have in Europe. So we're getting there. Um, but power yep. 30 is valuable, not just from mm -hmm. understanding technology on the horizon, but also you guys do a really good job bringing speakers about the industry. You know, when yeah. Charlotte, I remember your speaker said, you're going to see lumber hikes like you've never seen and that was pre-covid and then covid hit and it went even crazier but they were mm -hmm. on it and so they've done a really good job just helping us track our business so we can plan for the future yeah for sure um you know if you say lumber is going to go up eventually you're going to be right and he was right uh pretty quick there it, it sure it sure did go up but um you know before we touch on power 30 it's like you know to wrap up the offsite thing you know how do you say how do you solve the labor crunch and you know as consultants in this industry for a long time labor's been a big thing for us so for everybody you know how do you challenge it's not everyone's aging out of the labor force a lot of a lot of trades are a lot of young kids are not going into the trades right now people are aging out of the labor force how do you do one way to do that one big way to do that is through offsite building and you know you get you need less and less trades you need less and less people and then those people are never going to be you know pushed out of the industry but when you got less to deal with it just makes sense because again you could take a frame job and they showed us that you know a 15 week frame job and you're in and out in two weeks and it's just the same type of quality so those are the type of changes we're going to see uh, a lot um to our power 30 conference that you brought up we talked about the importance of networking and a lot of builders across the United States tell us now the three, honestly, that, and this sounds like a plug, but you know, the three biggest things that are important to their business are builder trends, construction management software, aiding every way that they run their business. That's huge. Uh, CBUSA and the way that they are able to leverage their purchasing power. The biggest thing a builder does is purchase materials. How do you get better at that? CBUSA. And the third thing is Builder 20 Clubs and the networking and that type of things, the coalitions, the Power 30 conferences, the uh, IBS shows, being able to work on your business and not just in it every day and being able to spend money and time collaborating and seeing what the industry has is huge. So you do all three of those things and, and you're putting yourself in a position of strength above a lot of builders that are not doing those things and i'm preaching to the choir because you do more of those things than almost anybody you've seen that early in your career when you first started your company you started investing in yourself and your team and your ability to understand and that's why you've had astronomical success over the last 10 years because you're you had the ability to understand that really quickly but power 30 is something that we have that connects all of our markets around the country and gives our builders the ability to go once a year to a different location. This year it's in Austin, Texas in September for any CBUSA builder around the United States that, um, you know, is a fit and wants to, wants to take part in it. And those things are really cool. Like you said, great speakers, great collaboration, just seeing, you know, a hundred or so of the best building companies in the country hanging out for, for three days and the conversations that happen separate from the conference, separate from the speakers, separate from all the great stuff that we do and whatever, but just seeing all that take place is it's an honor. It's one of our favorite weeks of the year. And, and 
you know, to see guys like, you know, the industry's best to see, you know, Risinger and you and Cullum and, and Magleby and, and Joe Walters and, and, you know, pro built and just, you know, paint and paint. Hey, the list could go on and on, but to see everybody in one room at one time is like, wow, this, this industry that we're in is pretty awesome. And we're blessed to be in it. And there's a ton of great people in it. And I learned something from every single conversation at those. I, I love that you built it that way that, you know, the the whole purpose of the conference is industry related, right? You mentioned not just the networking, but technology, innovation, you know, you mentioned the offsite and optimization, you know, these are things we're learning about and manufacturers that are performing that we can align ourselves with. Um, of course, market studies, you know, based on where the market's trending and what's going to be happening in the next, you know, 12 months as opposed yeah. to the next five years, yeah. you know, what they're projecting. But yeah. another aspect that's really unique is uh, you bring a bunch of vendors too. So going back to your relationship, yeah. how you were speaking about yeah. networking, you have all these vendors there that we can now connect with direct. I know for our business, yeah. we've had a lot of success just meeting these vendors that now we have a cell phone, an email, uh, a personal relationship so that as that's we right. need certain product or maybe even it, it's one thing, just the product, but I've seen where, as you mentioned, building is so complicated. You know, it's easy to say it's an easy thing. You just make a phone call, they come and do it, and they move on. <laughs> yeah. That's not how it works. And and the buildings we're building are so much more complicated. And so there is training and lunch and learns. And in fact, this week we have like Stego. Stego's coming in to meet with our team, and um, you know we're working with a lot of our vendors, just training on building science and you know house wraps. And yeah. um, so so, what does it take for someone to attend Power Thirty? If they're listening, they're like, I want to be in Austin in September. Do you limit attendees? Uh, yeah. You know, how does that work for anyone that maybe want to go? I know you mentioned you'd have to be yeah. a CBUSA member. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, yeah, definitely be a CBUSA member. So that's, that's a CBUSA member conference, the best of the best of our membership, which is the best of the best in the world uh, comes and, and, and goes. So the first thing is, I think as a takeaway from this is contact me. I don't know if you put my info up anywhere. We will. Part of you this, you can give it now. I always do it at the end, but you can give it now for those listening because I, I give Ryan's cell phone out to everyone and Ryan's been so gracious. So he, You do. And there's videos that come. There's there's all kinds of stuff that come. Every, every time you are traveling somewhere with people, <laughs> I, en I end up getting more CBOSA members, more great members out of it because of what you go and say. And, and you know, as a couple months ago, it's like 10 o'clock at night, Eastern, you know, I'm sitting on my couch and all of a sudden my phone blows up with like videos of, of people <laughs> and like 15 text messages. And it's like, I was like, all right, Brad must be somewhere. And, uh, I love it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Ryan at cbusa.us is my, my email. Uh, it's all on our website. Uh, uh, cbusa.us is our website. We're a builder trend company. Um, and we're excited to get more members and, more great members across the country. So if you're in one of our 35 markets, go to cbusa.us, see what 35 markets we're in. Join CBUSA. Um, get yourself on a list to come to Power 30. Um, um, that, that's great. If you're not in a CBUSA market, um, we have a brand new uh, program that's available now that we haven't touched on yet called Builder Trend Purchasing. And it's something that we are fired up about. Brian Pavlik and I have been working on this for for a decade to try to roll CBUSA advantages out to builders that are not in a CBUSA market or builders that might not be a fit for CBUSA. They might be more on the remodeling side. 
than the new home construction. They may be more on the commercial or multifamily or they're, they're a little bit smaller than most of our builders or they're, whatever it might be. Now we have a program, Builder Trend Purchasing, that if you're a Builder Trends uh, customer, you can take advantage of this program free of charge. And it's very simple. We are building this up now. It is, it's, it's getting stronger and stronger every, every week, every month um, with more manufacturers involved, which our whole intent is to get the best manufacturers involved and roll a rebate program out where if you convert to that manufacturer, if you use more of that manufacturer product, you're going to put yourself in a position of profitability, but you have to be a Builder Trend customer to do it. So if you're a Builder Trend customer, shoot me a note. We'll get you set up on Builder Trend purchasing. If you're not a Builder Trend customer, I guess step one is become a Builder Trend customer. Um, they're the biggest, uh, we are the biggest and best construction management software company in the United States. We have 30,000 customers uh, in the country and, um, you know, into Australia and New Zealand and, and some of those areas, but great program, great, great ability to run your company more efficiently. And then that gets you the ability also to become a part of our uh, rebate program, which is, which is growing and growing every day. So with the Builder Trend purchasing, um, if someone's a member of CBUSA already, should they look at that or, or CBUSA everything there on a higher level? Yes, exactly. Uh, CBUSA customers already have that and more. But if they're not, if they're not a CBUSA customer, or not a CBUSA market, or not quite a fit for us, if you're questioning whether you're a fit for CBUSA, our core program, or the Builder Trend Purchasing Program, contact me. I'll get you to our sales team. We'll 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 figure out which way is 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 the right way for you. If you're not in a CBUSA market, we're growing. Growing, we're planting flags all over the United States. I have a team of people working on growth right now, as far as planting new flags. And you know where we working now? We're working in, you know, we're looking at Minneapolis, we're looking at Kansas City, Des Moines. We're we're going to Tampa, St. Pete, Clearwater, Savannah. Um, we're going to uh, Tidewater, Virginia Beach, Columbus, Ohio. So a lot of these markets and more. So if you're in a market, when you go to our website and see, all right, dang it, CBUSA is not in our market yet. Well. Look at Builder Trend. Look at Builder Trend purchasing, but but look at hey, I want to start a CBUSA market, and you're not here yet. Let's talk about what it takes. Let's talk about how do we assemble builders. How do we? What are steps to start a new market? We're in El Paso, Texas, right now. We're ready to launch uh, very soon. That's our brand new market. We're all over Texas, but we've never been as far west as El Paso. I guess it doesn't get any more far west than El Paso, Texas. That's far west as it gets in texas but uh we're excited so the more the more flags we plant the more opportunities we have to service builders brad the more power of our network and we want to continue to grow why stop at five let's become the fourth the third the second biggest builder in the united states well i know that um there, there's no asleep at the wheel at builder trend at cbsa you guys are moving it's shaking and and speaking of el paso uh from my understanding and speaking with you, there's some good boots down there. Oh, <laughs> did I wear those? Did I show you those? No, uh, you were telling me you were, you were giving us a sales oh, pitch on man. El Paso and everyone was giving you a hard time and you were talking about the boot that's manufacturing. Right. That's right. Yeah. That's, uh, that's Lucchese and, um, Tony Lama capital of the world. That's where they manufacture the two biggest boots in the, in the country. I never had a pair of cowboy boots, but 
bought my first ones, good ones. Uh, I'm excited. I hope they last my whole life now. But uh, I'm a cowboy boot guy now. You kind of kind of got to when you go to El Paso. So next time I'm out there, I'm wearing them. I'm <laughs> you show have you. to. You actually fit in here in Arizona. You won't be too far off base either. So uh, right. you can get away with it here. Uh, going back to uh, the bill of trim purchasing, um, what's interesting is that I think this is what's really valuable. I know when Bill the Trent acquired co-construct and I remember in speaking with Dan Houghton about this and he's like, hey, you know, there's this gem in the attic, you know, the CBSA that we're like, what's this, you know? And then all of a sudden now with Bill the trend and CBSA, uh, as you mentioned, I mean, I think, I know we were top 10 when I joined and, and you can correct me, Ryan, but we had to been like eighth, ninth or 10th, you know, biggest builder. Now we're fifth. So yeah. you just think about the value and, and you mentioned the local distribution. I think what's unique about CBSA, depending on the market you're in, for those listening is it's one thing as you speak to like Kohler and Renai and Anderson and Lennox and some of these national accounts, right? James Hardy. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, yeah, a lot of us are using that product. So there's huge bang for the buck, but locally there's vendors, there's rebates, there's um, supply chain, there's labor force, there's things yeah. that service each of the local chapters. How does that break down nationally and locally for those in the different markets? Yeah, that's a great point. I'm glad we're touching on it. So when people think of a purchasing group, and, and I'll say that, you know, uh, GPOs, group purchasing organizations, that's what we are. They've, they've been around for a long time in every industry. You look at hospitals, you look at restaurants, you look at office supply, you look at all different types of things. Most of our lumber suppliers that are not the big behemoths, most of our people that are selling anything, drywall, roofing, whatever, they're usually part of a, a GPO of some sort because it makes sense. If you're buying something, you should buy it with other people that are buying similar materials, like people wrap their hands around that. Construction industry has been slow to do it. We're the only people that do it on a national level. There's a few other people that do it on a smaller level, um, but we're the only people that do it nationally and it's exciting. But we've learned early on that, you know, after doing this 20 years, we learned early, Brad, that if you try to make this, you know, all about the builders, squeezing the vendors. When people think purchasing organization, we go into a new market. Vendors kind of think, uh-oh, here comes a, a, a purchasing group and they're just going to squeeze me and they're going to get lower and lower. It's a race to the bottom and everybody loses. Well, not the way to set up the sustainable group. The right way to do it is get great builders, surround them with the best vendors and suppliers in a market, create a win-win situation where we are being the best builders. We're allowing them to come onto our job sites and produce, make money, excel, be great at what they do. We give them more business. We give the best of the best vendors and suppliers more business from builders that are going to pay them on time, that are going to have job sites ready for them, and they're going to succeed. Where those vendors and suppliers, they want to work with CBUSA builders more than they want to work with everybody around that's not a CBUSA builder. That's a win-win, and that's the lifeblood of our company. The only way we excel is to have the Fergusons of the world, the Beacons, the um, Ellen W. Just it goes on and on as far as all the different. You know, we have fourteen hundred vendors and suppliers around the United States, and then you marry that up. The final step is with the manufacturers, and we have over thirty of the best manufacturers involved in our program. Now you have everybody involved. The whole you, you, the only way you can be an efficient purchaser of materials in the United States is to have a relationship with the everybody in there. And we facilitate that. And it takes a long time and it takes a lot of hard work. But if you don't have a relationship with a manufacturer, you're limited to just whatever that local supplier can buy at their 
negotiated rates with their manufacturers. But if you start at the top and you run it down through their best suppliers and then it comes to us, because us as builders, a lot of times we're not buying from manufacturers. We're buying from the local distribution points around the country that sell the manufacturer goods. So we learned early on, though, that if you if you try to make it good for one and not the other, it's going to be short lived. We want everybody to win, everybody to be profitable, everybody to have consistent, fair pricing and value. And it was good for us and it's good for the manufacturers and it's good for the middleman, the whole distribution network then it's going to last and it's going to be meaningful and it's going to be reputable and it's going to be something that we can be proud of, that builders are proud of. You get great pricing, but you get great quality, great service. So if anybody that's trying to understand what we do, that's kind of it in a nutshell. It's not just about squeezing anybody. It's about looking over the headlights, being great customers, letting them know what we're going to buy. I mean, every lumber company in the world loves knowing, hey, I got a great group of builders and here's what they're going to buy this month, next month, in six months. Like that's powerful information for those suppliers because now they can go be better purchasers on our behalf. They can take positions on lumber. You know how important that was last year, the last couple of years, Brad, for them to be able to go to the mills and say, hey, I have this builder group and I know what they're going to buy over the next six months or a year. Well, that's powerful. Allows them to go take positions on things that they can never take positions on. So it's not that they're having to sharpen their pencil. It's that they're able to be more efficient buyers on our behalf. So, well, I love you took that angle too, Ryan, because I think what's really important, and this goes back to relationship side, it's one angle to say, you know, to beat up a vendor, manufacturer, supplier for pricing, you know, group purchase, whatever. What, what you guys do, and I know because I get the monthly surveys, but essentially you're really vetting all 760 of us, you know, starts that we have this month, that we have next month through the year. You're, you're getting a good grasp on what we're doing business. Now you flip that for the benefit of, if I'm a manufacturer, even a home builder, if I could plan effectively to know my growth and purchasing and what I'm going to be selling in the product and widgets that I'm putting out there, That's right. I know how to hire, how to train, you know, how to formulate our business to be efficient. And so essentially what you're doing is it's not just a value thing. It's an efficiency thing because now everyone's planning right. on, as you mentioned, the committed buys. Well, now our manufacturers know what they have to produce, you know, to keep up with supply chain, yeah. the COVID back, right. uh, the backlog that we have. And so it's really, in my opinion, alleviated a lot of the stress we've had in building materials. It's funny because clients ask me all the time, like, um, you know, what's your, your supply chain? And fortunately, some of the builds we have, you know, they're, they're hillside, they're complicated. So I have a little bit more of a leeway. I'm not just like going vertical right away. There's mm -hmm. maybe six or eight months of hillside work. Um, so the reality is I have a little bit of a pipeline there, but the other aspect is because of you CBSA and other uh, relationships is that we, we haven't felt the pinch like some of my competitors have, you know, with material supply mm -hmm. chain. It's exactly right. I mean, it's, it's again, like we started, I mean, it's, it's a cyclical industry and there's always something that we're fighting. And when, when you're fighting supply, we, we have to band together and, and utilize those manufacturer relationships. And the best way to do that is to be great at what we do and add value to those manufacturers. Well, how do you do that? You got to tell them what you're going to buy ahead of time. How do you do that? You have to be forward thinking builders. You have to use builder trend. You have to be on a construction management software. You have to be able to predict the future, which is very difficult in our industry. But if we can corral all that, like an Anderson window, a great partner of ours, if they know exactly you know, $10 billion company, CBUSA aggregately, if they know exactly, hey, here, here's the amount of windows that this group is going to buy over the next year, 
pretty close. And here's the group. Here's the amount of that that we have. Here's the piece of the pie that us, you know, as Anderson or James Hardy or whoever you want to look at. Here's the piece of the pie that we have. Here's the piece of the pie that we don't have. Allows them to really get in a situation where they can get aggressive after the piece of the pie they don't have. They can service the piece of the pie that they do have. They can take positions on all that stuff that put them and us in a position of strength. And again, like a lot of things we've talked about here today, it's not easy. There's no shortcut. It, it starts with communication. It starts with efficient builders. And, you know, we think over the last 20 years, we've picked up uh, a lot of good ideas about how to run a purchasing group effectively to make it a win-win for everybody. So that's the so key. what's So I know we're running short on time, Ryan, but I do want to ask you this because uh, – it, it almost seems to me with the build a trend acquisition, uh, what have you seen just an accelerated growth yeah. and mindset? Yeah. Haven't built a trend as a partner. I, I know that they don't rest on their laurels. I mean, they're, they're going at it. So, oh, yeah. you know, how has it changed well, just what you're seeing in the future for build a trend and CBSA? Yeah. I mean, t- talk about being, being blessed with that because, you know, we, we, we sold uh, to co-construct a few years ago. And then several months after that, Builder Trend bought Co-Construct and us. So you know, that was an interesting time in the in the world. And uh, then you know we flew out to Omaha, Nebraska, where only been a couple of times. You know, I, I knew there was a college baseball World Series out there, and I knew it was a pretty <laughs> cool town. And, but then we met Dan Houghton, the, the 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 founder CEO. We met Steve and Jeff Duggar, the the co-founders. Um, we met their top folks. Um, you know, Brian and Bill and I, and, um, you know, we quickly realized that, boy, these guys are brothers. They are cut out of the same stone as we are. These guys are just phenomenal. And they started their business in a garage and, you know, they're all great friends of ours now. And as we've learned about them, they've built their company, they bootstrapped things. And then, you know, then they got private equity and these guys have just conquered the world through one step at a time, building a great team. And, you know, they're constantly trying to improve their product and get get views from their 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 users. I mean, they are it is a constant desire to improve their product daily to to make it as user friendly as possible. And again, they listen to their customers like we talked about. We all try to do that. But Builder Trend does that very well. Listen to the customers, adapt the product and make it as powerful as they can for them. So we were blessed to say, oh my gosh, okay, we got acquired by a fantastic group of leaders that is focused on the right things, that has the passion, has the drive. Now, how do we fit into that? We quickly found out that they wanted us to, to you know, they acquired a co-construct and, and you know, we, we were there and they quickly realized what we were and how we could help and they put all of their efforts behind us. I mean, they support us. They give us whatever we need in order to go out and become, you know, bigger and better and drive more purchasing value to our customers every day. So we are we are very, very pumped about that um, uh, family that we have joined now over the last two and a half years. And, you know, we have 50 people at CBUSA and Coke, our Builder Trend now has, uh, shoot, I don't even know, 1,300 or something in that in that range so to to be a to be a division of builder trend now and and have the green light put on everything that we're doing go plant new markets go drive more value go set up more manufacturing meetings more contracts run with builder trend purchasing again that was something brian and i tried to do for 10 years and it's very difficult but when you got the power of builder trend behind you 
now we're in a position to make all these things happen. And at the end of the day, Brad, I mean, you know, it's not about us and revenue and driving things. It's about we're all focused on the same thing. And that's customers, customer centric company, making sure that what we do drives value. When you and all the other builders in, in CBUSA and all the people that are using uh, Builder Trend products, when you wake up and go into your office every day, do we help you succeed? Do we help you be a better, add to your bottom line profitability wise? And if we're doing that, then we're doing our job and uh, we're, we're doing that. So we're going to continue to do more of it. So great question. I love it. I, I can't think of a better way to to, to end that with uh, with the comment you made about just a collaboration builder trend now. So in closing, Ryan, what do you do for fun? Man, I uh, try to work out, uh, you know, much as I can. I'm getting old. Uh, <laughs> coach, I coach a lot of youth sports. I got a college son down at Ohio University, down in Southern Ohio, a big football, baseball player his whole life, coached him, got a daughter that's a senior in high school now, big softball player, still got a little guy, 12 years old, running a big baseball tournament this weekend, travel baseball. Um, so I love it. That's kind of the way I give back to the community through the youth, trying to make an impact on young people and coach them up and uh, have a lot of fun in the process myself doing it. <laughs> well, you're you're awesome, Ryan. I can't thank you enough for making time. So uh for those that are listening, I know you gave your email earlier, but again, give your email again and uh, how they can reach out to CBUSA and, uh, and and find you in the future. Yeah, I mean, our website, thank you, Brad, cbusa.us, right on the main page there is the membership inquiry for builders, for vendors, for manufacturers. That'll take you to the right folks within our company. That's the best possible thing you could do. It asks you where you're at and what you do, and it follows you right away. You'll get a you'll get a email back, call back very quickly. If you want to reach out to me personally and say hello, ryan at cbusa.us is my my email. Love to hear from you. If you're in a market that you want to start, let's go. If you're confused, if you want some advice, some consulting about if we're a fit, if we're not a fit, if, if what you could do on your own, we're happy to talk to builders all day about uh, what we can do. So um, yeah, man, I appreciate you having me, Brad. This was a great hour, and I was looking forward to this for a long time. I know you and I, we do this on occasion anyway, just talk. So it's nice to do it on camera instead of just uh, on text. Just behind the scenes. Phone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, behind the scenes. Well, Ryan, you've been amazing. Thanks again, my friend. Yes, sir. Thank you, Brad. Have a great day. If you give value from the show, please support us by giving a five-star rating and review on whatever platform you listen to. And I also have a favorite ask. We've had some incredible guests that come on and share their wisdom, their knowledge about their business. So if you have friends or family members that could benefit from those episodes, please share it with them, as well as any other business owners that you're networking with that could get value from the podcast or certain episodes. Please share those as well. Again, subscribe. Make sure you're following any questions that you have, topics. We've had uh, listeners reach out about certain guests that we should have on the show. Again, brad.l at aftconstruction.com. Email me for topics to address, guests that we should have on, and even if you think you'd be a great guest for the show. So again, thank you for all your support, and we'll see you next time.